welcome to the ULFM News Podcast, your one-stop shop for all the latest news from UL, Limerick and beyond. It's the weekend and our reporters are here with everything you need to know. Headlines this week, all the latest campus news with advice from the student president on upcoming elections to Love Week here at UL. A European exhibition makes its way to Limerick and U.S. success at the Sigerson Cup. Now over to our correspondents for this week's news roundup. Nominations for the student officer elections open soon and all positions are up for grabs. The roles of student union president, welfare officer, academic officer and communities officer are open for anyone to apply and all the roles are full-time paid positions. Taking on a job like this is a way to make real change in the university. No experience is needed as all current Sabats will be providing handover documents and extensive training to successful candidates. Here is what current Student Union President Killian O'Donoghue has to say. Yeah, so the role of the Student President is extremely important. Um, You'll sit on over 43 committees within UL and you have the opportunity to make a really great impact. So yeah, as I said, you know, the the most important part or the most important responsibility of the role is that you sit on over 43 committees and you are the student representative on those committees, um, including the governing authority of UL, which is the most high level decision making uh, in UL. Uh, Throughout your time in office, you'll have to get out there, meet as many students as possible and gather their opinions so that you can represent them in the best possible way when you're at these committees. The role is incredibly fast paced and it requires an individual who's willing to go above and beyond for the students of UL. Um, I would say that the kind of qualities that you'd like to see from a student president is that they'd be hardworking, they'd be motivated and that they'd have a good understanding of what students of UL want and, the, and what the needs of the students are. Um, you'll meet regularly with university management uh, where you'll have the opportunity to bring the issues up that are facing students, um, such as academic issues or accommodation. And there's so many more um, that have come up throughout my time in office. Um, the role requires you to lead the student officers and you'll have, you'll have to meet regularly with the other student officers and the staff within US Student Life um, to plan ahead, uh, balance everyone's workloads and ensure that uh, the organisation is functioning to it the best uh, in the best possible way. While the most important part of the role as student president is, these, is um, the meetings, the decision making, the committees that you'll sit on, um, there's so much opportunity to have great crack throughout the year. Um, it's genuinely been the best year of my life. Uh, you'll have the opportunity to organise great events such as Charity Week, Freshers Week, and loads more, uh, such as you know just general events that are happening outside in the courtyard. The self development that I've experienced throughout my year has been amazing. I don't think people uh, fully understand that in US Student Life we have over twelve full time staff that support us uh, throughout our year in office. Uh, we get loads of training, and it's just been amazing. What I would say to any candidate that's thinking of running is just remember how busy and how important this job is. It is incredibly busy. Every day is different though and some days you'll be having an amazing crack. Other days you will be sitting in committees with the governors of UL. So it's such great diversity to role. And yeah, if anyone even has the slightest of interest in running, I would encourage them to reach out to me. Uh, my email is studentpresident at ul.ie. So yeah, please reach out to me and we can have a chat about it. I can talk you through you know, exactly what happens in the day to day of being pres- student president at UL. And yeah, I'll ha- I'm happy to chat with anyone who wants to, who wants to meet me. So thanks a mil. UL Student Life launched their house hunting week on Monday. 
The aim of the week was to help students find accommodation in a safe way and to help them recognise scams and unregistered landlords. Some of their tips involve using a student pad to find registered properties, using the UL Freshers page on Facebook but watching out for scams, and for postgraduate students to check the accommodation section of ulpsu.ie. They announced more tips on how to engage with landlords on Wednesday and those tips included arranging viewings, not handing over money until you've seen the property, and most importantly, they let students know that legally, a deposit cannot be a higher value than one month's rent. For more information on House Hunting Week, check UL Student Life's Instagram. On Monday the 14th of February, UL Student Life's Welfare Officer, Sean O'Wilkieron, will be hosting a special Valentine's-themed quiz to kick off Love Week. The quiz starts at 8pm with tables of 6 costing €30 Euro or a seat at the singles table costing €5. Euro. Another event happening during Love Week is the traffic light party in Stables on Thursday the 17th. Wristbands will be given out to indicate whether students are single, taken or if it's complicated. Tickets cost €10 Euro and a valid student ID with a stable sticker is required. UL Postgraduate Student Union are celebrating their third annual postgrad month. Throughout the month of February there will be many events happening around campus including a 70s theme night in Stables on the 10th of February, a CV and interview skills workshop on the 16th and a PSU Alumni Connect in the Pavilion on the 22nd. All of these events can be booked through Eventbrite. This week, a special exhibition featuring 82 pieces was launched in Limerick. Titled Belonging, the exhibition explores the meaning of belonging in the EU and will be on display across eight locations in Limerick City from February 10th to April 24, 2022. On loan from the European Investment Bank, the launch was held at St Mary's Cathedral and featured a panel discussion with UL President Kirsten May, Minister of State Thomas Byrne, French Embassy and EU Presidency Ambassador Jean-Rol, and climate activist Saoirse Exeton. The artwork is on display in UL, Mary Immaculate College, the Hunt Museum, the People's Museum, St Mary's Cathedral, the City Gallery, the Bourne Vincent Gallery and Sailor's Home. I suppose as a young person I'm quite heavily involved in, in politics I suppose you could say um, but at the same time you know that we're being told constantly that our voices have been heard we're being told that we've actually been given voices as well which is absolutely ridiculous um, and you know there's a whole variety of, of, of you know youth events and, and youth consultations and youth assemblies that are, are thrown at young people and we're told Oh, okay. So you know, that's it now. You know, we're listening to you, and then nothing actually really changes, um, or very little, I should say. Um, and you know, I think you know, as a young person, obviously, I have uh, because of my activism, I have been able to propel myself to a certain level where I have opportunities like this. But that is a very, very unusual um, situation. And there's many people in in schools like mine. That are that want to be involved but have no opportunity to actually express their their thoughts, their opinions, their necessities, their you know, um, and it's really, really disappointing. The arts and humanities play an integral part, not just a part of illustration or popularization or commentary, but are an integral part uh, of the knowledge generation and are supportive as that. And I think uh, Horizon uh, Europe, I think can also support that by integrating the arts and humanities fully into the funding program and as a vital aspect to uh, address uh, the uh, global challenges uh, and uh, to shape 
as a shaper of values and uh, uh, beliefs uh, that actually leads to behavioral change. Uh, and also, I think uh, the arts and humanities have to play uh, their role that provide a projection screen where we can actually uh, think about alternative futures and uh, you know bring that back into in, in, into the way we, we conduct our research and we disseminate our research and we engage citizens in, in the dialogue. That was climate activist Saoirse Exeter followed by UL President Kirsten May speaking at the panel. ULFM News attended the launch in collaboration with UL Arts Office. This summer, Ireland is set to see its first LEGO store. The Danish company will open its doors in Grafton Street, Dublin. LEGO announced that they will bring a new retail attainment approach with them. They say it blends physical and digital experiences that allow shoppers to immerse themselves in a famous LEGO brick, as well as create personalised products. This new LEGO store is set to offer a broad range of products and activities. These include a minifigure factory, LEGO pick a brick wall, LEGO expression, exclusive LEGO models and lots more. LEGO fans across Ireland are eagerly awaiting the store's opening. It has been confirmed that the winning 30.9 million euro Euro Millions ticket was sold on the Clare Limerick Tipperary border. The winner has yet to make contact to claim their prize of Friday night's jackpot, 30,928,078 euro. The National Lottery has told people to check their tickets. They have urged the winner to keep it in a safe space and to sign the back of the ticket. The numbers drawn were 13, 18, 38, 42 and 45 and the lucky stars were 7 and 11 on Friday's Euromillions draw. The 17th Irish winner, Ireland's previous win, went to a Dublin woman who took home 49.5 million euro in July 2020. 2005 saw Ireland's first Euromillions winner, Dolores McInerma from Limerick, who collected over 115 million euro, which remains Ireland's biggest single win to this day. On Thursday evening, several government senior ministers announced that they had signed off on a 505 million euro package to combat the increasing cost of living in the country. Previously, they had announced that all households would get 100 euro credit towards their electricity bills, but in the package they confirmed that this would be increased to 200 euro. The government announced that all public transport costs would be lowered by 20 cent. This change will be implemented at the end of April. The decrease applies to Bus Erin, Irish Rail, Dublin Bus, Lewis, Dart, Local Link and many other services. Other notable changes in the document include a decrease in cost for the drug payment scheme, which will see the maximum cost for medicine drop from €100 Euro to €8 Euro for families in receipt of the scheme. There are plans for changes to the fuel allowance with families on the scheme receiving a lump sum payment of €125 Euro before St Patrick's Day. There will also be additional changes to the cost of school transport and family payments. Despite these plans, many people are unhappy with this announcement. Many Twitter users have pointed out that a reduction in public transport is not helpful for people who live in rural Ireland, where the public transport facilities are poor and or non-existent. Although the decrease in the cost of public transport has been welcomed by students commuting to the University of Limerick, many remain frustrated at the continued lack of support or plans to tackle student accommodation concerns. Many have also pointed out the government's failure to comment on the universal social charge, a tax on income that was introduced in 2011 by Fianna Fáil as a temporary tax. However, more than a decade later, the charge is still in place. Former Pope Benedict XVI has admitted this week to errors made while he was Archbishop of Munich, Germany. A recent report commissioned by the Church in Germany has found five cases during his five-year tenure from 1977 to 1982 where the former pontiff failed to act against priests who sexually abused children. 
Benedict admitted profound shame and deep sorrow at the lack of action taken at this time, while he also denied that there was any conspiracy to cover up these allegations of sexual abuse. The former Pope previously denied having attended a meeting where one of these cases was discussed in 1980. The evidence has since come to light that suggests that he did in fact attend this meeting. Benedict has blamed this error on a fact-checking mistake previous to his first statement. Several major European leaders have become involved in talks between Russian President Vladimir Putin and Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz is the most recent European leader to take a stand against the Russian military activity on the Ukrainian border. He is to travel to Moscow and Kiev next week to negotiate with the leaders of the two countries. The United Kingdom has promised the moving of more troops into Eastern Europe and sanctions against Russia if any further action is taken against Ukraine. Putin's demands so far for the removal of troops have included NATO declining Ukraine's entering the military alliance. The president of Ukraine has said that this is unacceptable and that he will accept no interference with Ukrainian foreign policy or territory in these negotiations. There's a big buzz around the UL lacrosse community after the press conference announcing the details of the men's under-21 lacrosse world championships due to be held on UL grounds in August. 23 countries from across the globe will compete across 10 days spanning August 10th to August 20th. UL President Kirstine May said at the event, We are also home to many elite sports staff as well as the rising stars of tomorrow. And now we are home to the men's under-21s lacrosse world championships. In GAA news, UL have made it to the Sigerson Cup final after defeating DCU 14 points to 11 in the semi-finals last Thursday. This is the first time the UL side have made it to the finals since 1997. After heartbreak in the semi-finals back in 2016 and 2017, making it to the grand finale is a welcome change of pace for the men's football side. Department of Psychology's own Paul Mayer captained the side to victory which saw scores from David Clifford, Paul Toey, Don Sullivan, Emmett McMahon, Conal Dempsey and Kieran Downs. UL will play NUIG in the final on Wednesday the 16th of February in Carlo IT. Brit Awards took place this week on Tuesday the 8th of February and it displayed big changes by making its award categories gender neutral for the first time. Adele ended the night as the bigger winner, receiving three awards. Best Album of the Year, British Artist of the Year and Best British Song of the Year for Easy On Me. Other winners included Billie Eilish for Best International Artist, Ed Sheeran, the Songwriter of the Year, and Olivia Rodrigo, receiving Best International Song with Good For You. Kent Branagh's Belfast has been nominated for seven Oscars, including Best Picture, Best Director, Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress, Best Original Song, Best Sound, and Best Original Screenplay. North Belfast actor Kieran Hines is up for Best Supporting Actor, thanks to his role in Belfast and Kerry actress Jessie Buckley is nominated for Best Supporting Actress for her work in the film The Lost Daughter, where she played a harried young mother. Other films competing against Branagh for Best Picture are Dune, Don't Look Up, The Power of Dog and West Side Story. Brooke Scullion will be representing Ireland at Eurovision 2022 in Turin, Italy. The 22-year-old from County Derry will perform her song That's Rich for Eurovision audience. 
Brooke first achieved success on The Voice UK in 2020, where she was mentored by Megan Trainer and finished the show in third place. Here's a clip from the moment Brooke was announced as our representative on The Late Late Show last week as Fiona RT. Real love, 12 points. I'm loving me from the bottom to the top, 16 points. One night, one kiss, one promise, 22. Tying for second place. Yeah, we're going to get out of it, 24. Ashes of yesterday, 24. That means, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of tonight's Late Late Show Eurosong 2022 competition will be travelling to Italy to represent Ireland at the Eurovision Song Contest in May is, of course, Brooke Scullion with That's Rich. Congratulations, St. Patrick's Day celebrations are returning to Dublin with a bang this year. After two years without, a four-day St. Patrick's Day parade has been announced. This year's theme is Connections. It will run from the 16th of March to the 20th of March, with performances by artists and comedians such as Lyra, Damien Dempsey, Neil Delamere and Kevin McGurn. More information can be found on stpatricksdayfestival.ie. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for more from the ULFM News Team.